Welcome to Quick Hits, a bi-weekly episode designed to give you genuine insights and practical application of one topic. Well, hello there, and thank you again for taking time to listen. This is the sixth and final installment in the six-part series where I'm unpacking lessons learned and action items taken away from the Entree Leadership Summit of 2019. And we're running a contest right now. So if you're not familiar with the details, go to ccbtechnology.com slash podcast. We're giving away this big, huge iPad. Somebody's going to win it. You might as well go to ccbtechnology.com slash podcast to enter because somebody's going to get it. And this week, uh, I'm talking about two different talks done by the same gentleman. His name is Dave Ramsey, CEO of Ramsey Solutions. Now, this guy is a nationally syndicated radio host. If you haven't read either one of the books that he's mostly known for uh, historically, whether it's Total Money Makeover or Financial Peace, or maybe you've taken Financial Peace University like I have, um, he has helped transform the way people see, view, and work, interact with money and helps people get out of debt. He himself has gone through bankruptcy and dug himself out of a bad spot and is doing this fantastic thing called Entree Leadership as well. And it was birthed out of his book entitled Entree Leadership. So let's start there. His first talk that I'm gonna go over is Entree Leadership Defined. Being in charge is not enough. So a couple things, again, just tossing it out there. These are four course meals, each of these talks are, and I'm just handing you some kale chips. Nothing wrong with kale chips and kombucha. I'm not knocking them. I'm just saying they might not fill you up. Passion. You cannot lead without passion. It's an entree leader's job to insert passion and passionate people into the organization's process and outcomes. As I go through these two talks, you're going to notice several things, but one of the things that I hope you take away is that this guy, Dave Ramsey, it trickles down from him. So the people that work for him are like this. And the people that they bring in to speak at this summit are like this. They fall into this. Leadership basics. Your education, character, capacity, ability, and vision are limiting your organization. John C. Maxwell, somebody that I've quoted like 35 times in the last three episodes, calls it the leadership lid. So you have a lid on your organization and it's called the leadership lid. Because your education, according to Dave, your education, character, capacity, ability, and vision are limiting your organization. So the quirky brilliance of the founder can only take you so far. There's a conductor that he quoted in his talk, and he said that my job is to awaken possibility in other people. The conductor of this orchestra said, my job is to awaken possibility in other people. That was my biggest takeaway. I need to awaken that in other people. But how can I? How can I do that if I don't have it? Because, as John Maxwell said, my leadership is the lid. So leading by fear and or anger is not leading. Your message should pull your team together, not apart. And there's the traditional leader. And then you flip that thing around and you find the servant leader. If you didn't listen to the episode with John Nelson... I believe that was back in the middle of May. You should check that out. John Nelson, Servant Leadership. He unpacks this a lot more than I'm going to do here. But to be a true leader, to quote Dave Ramsey, to be a true leader, you must have a servant mentality. And if you're asking yourself, what the heck does that look like? Go back and listen to that other episode with John. So 
if you're going to define leadership, I personally do think that you have to view it in in light of servant leadership. You can't just view it in light of uh, the loudest voice or the one with the bullhorn or the one that's in the back with a whip getting all of the people in line. I I don't agree with that. So uh, the next talk that he had is your most valuable resource, hiring and firing to build your dream team. I don't know if you can find either one of these online, but the internet's a beautiful thing. If you use it for good, kind of like Spider-Man, with great uh, power comes great responsibility. Um, Your most valuable resource, hiring and firing to build your dream team. If you can find that talk, if you have anything to do with hiring and firing, you should probably listen to this if you can find it. Proper hiring creates a good team, and a good team lowers turnover. Oh my gosh, so simple, but so true. Turnover is so expensive in lost productivity and in morale. So there's 12 things that he went through, and I'm just going to breeze through them so that you can have them. You can pause and write them down if you want. And then I'm going to highlight three to make it real. Again, I I like making this real. Like, what what are you doing with it? You should be asking me that in your head. What are you doing with it? Not just regurgitating this stuff. So I'm going to highlight those three things. Ready? Okay. The Entree Leader's 12 Steps to a Proper Hire. Number one, pray. Number two, advertise and get referrals. Number three, 30-minute interview. Listen Twice as much as you talk, 20 minutes of listening, 10 minutes of talking, 30 minutes, end it, then have more interviews. Number four, resume and references. He made fun of this and said, "Uh, this is so dumb, but they need to bring it because if they can't tie their shoes, they probably shouldn't be hired. And if they can't bring a resume and references, they probably shouldn't be hired either. Number five, personality test. Anybody within HR that hears that part is probably has their skin crawling. Dave Ramsey said it. Number five, personality test. Number six, do you like them? Oh my gosh. Do you like these people that you're hiring? Well, they got good work ethic. Okay. Do you like them? You're going to be sitting next to them. If you're really loving people, if you're really caring about their family, if you're going to go to war with them in the sense of the infinite game, if you're going to do that, you need to like them. Number seven, do they light up when you talk about the position that they're interviewing for? Number eight, they do a personal budget and mission statement. Cue laughter. Dave Ramsey says, well, it'd be kind of out of character if I didn't do that. Okay, that was a horrible, sorry, that was horrible. Personal budget and mission statement, number eight. Number nine, compensation, calculations, benefits, and policy review. Number 10, key results areas or KRAs. So how is somebody successful? These are the areas you have to hit. Number 11, spousal interview. 12, 90-day probation for the company and the person. So the three things that I'm pulling out of this, if I'm only going to do three, I want to try to do all 12, but if I do three, 30-minute interview. We need to cut down some of our interview times and just do more interviews in different scenarios. I talked about that in a different talk, in a different quick hit, where one of the suggestions was to uh, take the person out of their element, okay? So you take the person out of their element, take them to coffee, take them fishing, take them golfing, whatever, see what they're all about. And now I'm talking about that spousal interview that I referenced in that quick hit. The 30-minute interview. Listen twice, talk once. Number seven. So that was number three. Number seven. Really, I need to pay attention to their response when they talk about the position. But also when they hear me talk about the position. So yes, I'm already doing the thing where I'm talking about the position and seeing how they react to it. But do they light up when they talk about the position? 
Like, are they excited? This is just overflow. Is it already inside of them? And the 11th thing, which I've said like seven times in this last three minutes, the spousal interview. So the significant other or spousal interview over dinner. You bring them in, you see what their, their uh, better half is like, and you, really you want buy-in from that person that's most important to them because the fact is, yikes, you're going to be spending more time with the employee than the employee spends with their spouse on most weeks, on most months. Yikes, that's just how it works. So shouldn't you have that spouse involved? I don't know. I like the idea. All right. The entree leader is looking for a team member with both opportunistic and philosophical motivation, not just looking for the paycheck and not just looking for the feel good. You know what I'm saying? So not just looking for uh, the opportunity to grow, but also the, the philanthropic side of things of helping people. That motivation needs to be, uh, both of those need to be there. Quote by Seth Godin, defending against mediocrity is exhausting. Man, he's way smarter than me. Defending against mediocrity is exhausting. I had more words, but that's what I was trying to say. No one drifts into excellence. So let's do this leadership thing on purpose. Firing or subtracting. This is the last part of Dave Ramsey's talk. Firing is subtracting. Always treat people with dignity and be generous when releasing someone. He gives severances. A lot of money away. But he believes in people. And he holds them to a standard. So they still get fired. But he's generous on the way out. A team member should be asked to leave immediately when there is a moral or major integrity failure. Integrity at the forefront. If there's a breach, they should be released immediately. Use the golden rule. Treat people how you want to be treated. And the last thing, you must have the courage to gently pull the trigger when it's time for a member to leave. Surprising thing for me, I've cried so much over people leaving. Had no idea that I would cry that much when people left because I thought the people that started with me were going to be with me through it all. But it turns out as the organization grows and as things change, it's not a good fit for people anymore. And if you love them, you should let them leave, whether you're asking them to leave or they're leaving on their own. An example of this he gave was a gentleman who was a good worker, but it just was not working out. Okay. It was not working out at all. So we talked to him and he's like, has your heart in this? No, not really. Well, okay. Then why are you here? Well, it's a job and whatever. And I like you guys. Okay. But what do you want to do? Well, I like taking pictures. I'm a photographer. Well, go be a photographer. So Dave helped him. They helped him become a photographer. And in that process, they had to part ways with him. But now he's crazy successful as a photographer, taking all kinds of pictures for, for album covers and famous folks that have, because he's down in Nashville. So he does album covers for all these different artists and he's loving life. And Dave made the joke. Now he's so successful, I can't even afford him. I don't know if that's true or not, but when you're firing or subtracting from your team, always treat people with dignity, be generous, let a team member go immediately when there's a breach in integrity, Treat people the way you want to be treated and gently pull the trigger when it's time for a member to leave. Man, that was a lot. So not just am I going to and am I in the process of adding, do they light up when they talk about the position and then the spousal interview, but then also when it comes to letting people go. We need to continually increase and, and examine, are we loving people well at CCB? And that, in this regard, means sometimes 
encouraging people to leave because it's not a fit anymore. I don't want you to run this marathon with a size eight when you wear a size 12. This isn't a good fit. And let them go. So I'm working on that. I'm on my way, but I'm not there yet. Well, we've reached the end of the six-part series where I did my best to unpack our experience, the takeaways, the action items from Entree Leadership Summit 2019. Hopefully, maybe, who knows, we'll see you there because uh, we are going to be there in 2020 down in Orlando. Thank you to the Entree Leadership team for serving us so well. You guys have set the bar very, very high. For those of you listening in, on our website, ccbtechnology.com slash podcast are all the details for the contests that we're running. At CCB Steve on Instagram, Steve Shear on LinkedIn, and Impact Podcast at CCBTechnology.com. And if you found value in this, come back next time. If you found value in it, maybe you want to like and subscribe and, I don't know, write a review. And really, 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 if you really, really found it, uh, value in this, I don't know, implement something and then tell us about it because we are encouraged by your stories of growing. John Maxwell said, People are like trees. Once they stop growing, they're dead. It's kind of funny, but it's also kind of true. From all of us here at CCB Technology, thanks for listening.